what up, what up, what up, what up. Welcome back to the scorecard, boxing scorecard, where I ask people to bring your scorecard and an explanation. Um, this week, uh, the main event of the week definitely was not much before. We have David Benavitez and David Lemire. Much love to the Canadian. Now, obviously, my, my heart was with the Canadian. But um, unfortunately, he was up against a tough test last night, and um, you know uh, uh, it was a it was a definitely a tough test for the Canadian. His uh, his toughest fight before that was um, he got stopped. He's he was a champion at 160 for most of his career. David Nimir, a, a very good champion. Um, he unfortunately got stopped by Triple G at 160. He got stopped by Triple G at 160. So I uh, you know. <laughs> For him to go up against Benavidez, who I predicted years ago, you know, everyone's on Benavidez now, but I, I predicted years ago that Benavidez was good enough to take uh, to, to to test Canelo. Um, so it was a, a very tough test for for the Canadian. Um, unfortunately, only lasted three rounds, three tough rounds, and Benavidez, you know, he 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 showed why he is. Um, the next one in line should be the next one in line for for Canelo. Um, he retains, obviously, retained his belts. You know, one of the, the main reasons why I felt uh, Benavidez had the best chance at all, all those rest of the guys of, of beating Canelo was not just because of his size, was because because of the experience, because of the experience too. He actually came up. Um, he came up. He came up, uh, used to be a heavyweight as when he was a lot younger and lost that and worked out and lost all that weight. Yeah, I know. They're watching, they're watching. Lost all that weight, got himself down to, to the 168-pound division. And um, as far as the experience, he's been sparring guys like Triple G, um, Peter Quinlan, and uh, what's the last name? Kelly Pavlik. Since he was uh, since he was 15 years old, since he was 15 years old, he was sparring all these guys. So think about that. Um, he's 25 years old. For the past 10 years, he's had you know championship level sparring. Obviously, sparring is is a lot different than than the real thing. But when you're sparring against top level competition, again, Triple G. Kelly Pavic. Kelly Pavic might be a little bit older for, for some of you guys to remember, but he was a, he was a very good champion at the middleweight division. He beat Bernard Hopkins, beat Jermaine Taylor um, from Youngstown, Ohio, I believe. Very tough fighter. Um, yeah, obviously you guys know Triple G, and this is when Triple G was in his prime coming up. Um, Benavides was sparring with him when he was 15 years old. And Peter Quinlan, also uh, a former middleweight champion. Um, you know, Benavides was sparring with him too, so I, you know, I, I think Benavidez is ready for, for Canelo, not just to, to be in there with him, to hang in there with him, but to actually beat him, to actually beat Canelo. Um, so the, the, the good thing about Canelo losing last week or the week before at, that, at the light heavyweight division, shout out to, to Dimitri Bival for a very good boxing performance. Um, the, 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 the weight made it the weight made it obviously made a difference but it was the skills with accompanied with that weight that made a difference it wasn't just simply because he was bigger so uh, i think the good thing for that canelo loss was that not that he's forced to come back to to, to 168 uh to the 168 pound division um 
but it would make more sense now for the bigger fights um, with uh, with Benavidez, with Charlo. Um, I think he, I don't know, I'm not sure if he has that in contract at, uh, against a, a, a trilogy fight against Triple G at the end of the summer. Um, most likely, I believe Can- uh, uh, um, Canelo is going to take that fight, you know, just get just to get back in the win column get his confidence back up. He shouldn't need it back up. You know, he's already, he was already regarded as the top dog in the sport pound for pound for on most people's list. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so I believe the plan is to Canelo against triple G at the end of the summer. And then um, probably not the end of the year, but uh, you know, maybe Cinco de Maya next year, we'll have Benavidez and Charlo. And that'll be the biggest fight um, in boxing at the time after Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence, which I really believe will happen at the end of this year. But anyway, uh, we're back to Benavides and Lemire. Um, yeah, man, Benavides, it's not just, he, he has that uh, that awkward body type. He's not ripped, but you can tell that he lost a lot of weight. Um, and he has skill with that too. Skill, speed. And uh, yeah, man, I think he has the tools. I really believe he has the tools to, uh, to take out Canelo. What do you got? What up? What up, Carl, Carl and Andy from Last Bell? Um, yeah, he gets dropped by Canelo. You believe Benavides gets dropped by Canelo? Canelo, a better fighter at 168 than 175. Um, yes, of course, the weight makes a difference, but um, again, Benavides is also cutting down to, to 168, right? Like, that's where he fights at, but like, he's a naturally bigger person. So, I, that's why I believe Benavides will still, when they fight at 168, I believe Benavides will still, will still be physically the, 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 the bigger person. Um, when it comes to speed, here's the, the, the difference that I see between Canelo and, and Benavides when it comes to speed, Canelo punches hard. And I've, I've mentioned this specifically in a, on a couple of fights before, uh, a couple of, a couple of times before, but other fighters, Specifically, with Canelo, Canelo throws a lot of uh, of what I like to say single punch combinations. I know it sounds contradicting, you know, combinations is usually two or three more punches together. But he'll he like, but because he focuses on throwing it so hard, it's not like like fluid combinations. It's just like boom, boom, like one punch at a time. Um, Benavidez has more like fluid combinations when he's throwing. Um, he had that highlight reel knockout when he threw like a, it looked like he did a, like he did the bobblehead on 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 his opponent as he went backwards into the ropes. So that's 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 the difference I see 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 in them is the speed. Benavides is naturally the bigger guy. I think his hand speed is is faster, and uh, yeah, his confidence is there too. What you got to say here, Carl Canelo, not become a, a better fighter overnight. Is Benavides a better fighter than Callum Smith? If they fought, yes, yes, I believe so. I um, Callum Smith is, is you know I respect Callum Smith, um, but I do not believe he's he's you know I think he's a top ten guy between like five and ten, but not not I don't believe he can beat um, you know beat 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 uh, the guys from from one to five. I think Benavidez would beat him. I think uh, how about Callum Smith versus Charlo? How about that one? How about that one? That I think that would be a an even fight and uh yeah that'd be interesting Callum Smith versus Charlo put that one on the table 
about that crowd we have we have enough uh we have a big enough voice to, to get it out there let's see that one happen <laughs> um so yeah i just think benavidez has those tools to be able to take out uh to be able to take out canelo so you know some exciting fights um in the making in in, in that in the in those middleweight in those middleweight classes from 160 to 168 um even at 175 it's gonna be interesting interesting to see what uh what Bival does because actually I'm pretty sure Benavidez said he was he sparred with Bival too. That's what I mean, man. Like he's naturally a bigger guy, um, and naturally a bigger guy with skills. Smith is too big for Charlo. You think so? At 168, that would be at 168, right? Um, you know, I think it'd be a little bit closer. I'm not sure sure who I'd pick. Kyle Smith, definitely a nice long boxer, uses his straight punches. Charlo's going to want to catch a jab and, and and use his power again on the inside. So, yeah, it, it would be very interesting. Would be very interesting. Um, any else? Anything else to say um, about that one before I move on? No, no, no. If something else pops up, I'll come back to that after. Um Another match I got to score yesterday was uh, someone from our Talk and Fight Network, fellow um, fellow showmate, uh, David Rajuli. Uh, oh, one more comment here about Canelo. I think people are underestimating Canelo Bival is special. Benavidez isn't. Oh, Carl. Um, Bival is, I mean... <laughs> Bival, just to go go back to that real quick, Bival did to Canelo exactly what Floyd did to him, but was a little bit bigger. Like I said, with Canelo, Canelo displayed that body language that when when he went back to the ropes and he just put his hands up and you know went like this, waved waved at him to come forward. That was the same body language that he gave. I haven't seen Canelo have that body language since the Mayweather fight when when he showed. Like I said, nobody quits. No, no boxers actually quit like that. But that body language, when you just back up to the ropes and t- ask your opponent to come here, that's basically saying, you know, it, it's too hard for me to get you out there. I can't beat you out there. So what I need you to do is come forward and change how you're fighting so that it gives me a better chance to win. That's that's the body language that Canelo gave. Um, so Bivol is, is special like that with his skills, yes. Um and whether you think Benavidez might not be special or not, I mean, like, how about this? Benavidez could be kind of comparable to to someone like Sean Porter, who might not be special in the way that, you know, he's not doing any crazy tricks, um, any crazy tricks or things that's, that's going to make you say ooh or ah, but, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be in extra shape and he's not backing up. And he's going to be in in your face the whole time, um, and that's what I believe Benavidez is. You know, Benavidez might not be flashy. He might not do things, uh, um, you know, to you know to to end up, uh, you know, on highlights with his crazy footwork or stuff like that. But I just believe he has the tools to get in there. Another, you got something else here, Carl. Benavidez isn't good enough to execute a Mayweather Bivol game plan. Canelo would KO him. Ooh. Interesting, Carl. I I definitely do not see that happening. Wow. Okay. Okay. This I really hope this this fight happens now. Um, 
Shout out to Carolyn and Andy from the Last Bell Boxing, the number one boxing podcast in the UK every Thursday, 2 p.m. our time. So make sure you tune tune into them. Um, so yeah, Benavidez and Canelo is the next big fight to make. All right, all right, all right. Moving on real quick. I'll come back to, to more Canelo stuff at the end. Um, Canelo and Benavidez stuff, but on to the to the next fight that I got to score. Um David Rajuli versus Brian Nasia. This was in the Netherlands yesterday. Um, a close one. I scored it 58-56. I scored the opposite from the judges. I scored it 58-56 for uh, for David Rajuli. Um, it was a it was a close fight. There was a couple of close rounds. Um, and I'll go through my scorecard specifically. I, I had three close rounds. I had rounds two, three, and four marked as close rounds. Um, and just to go through it real quick, first round, um, I think I thought David clearly won. He controlled it. Um, he was very aggressive. He was very aggressive, but still making his, his opponent miss at the same time with slipping as he was coming in with his combinations. Um, Nasia came back in the last 15 seconds, but Rosh, uh, Rajuli owned that first round. David owned that first round. Second round, I marked uh, as a close round. Second mark, I marked as a close round, but I gave it to, to David. Um, specific notes for that words. Um, Nasia stood in the center more and, and was focused on body and more lead right hands from different angles, but uh, David still outboxed him. Um, you know, like I said, Nasia, he was he did do better in that second round with what he was doing, and I could see what he was trying to do. He's trying to slow down David by coming to his body and, and throwing more and more right hands to up top. Um, but I still I still thought David outboxed him in that in that second round. Uh the third round I marked as a close round, also. The third round I gave to uh to Brian Nasia. Uh, Nasia. Uh, the round was very close, but I gave it to Nasia. I thought that he looked it looked like he landed the harder punches in that in that round. That was the only difference. Um, David still boxed very well, but it, it just looked in that round specifically that um, that uh, that Brian landed uh, landed uh, the, the the more you know um, the better punches or you know yeah more aggressive punches in that in that round effective punches. Round number four. Did I write this round for Mark, round number four? I marked it also as a close round, um, a close round, but I gave it to David. Um, Nasia was coming forward, being very aggressive. Um, oh yeah, this this is where you, you know these rounds and fights like this, you have to really have to pay attention because um, Brian Nasia he was coming forward and he was being very aggressive, throwing punches, but most of those punches were being blocked by David. Um, you can still see David boxing and moving. Um, uh, Nasia, his opponent, the, the opponent, like he was throwing hard, he was throwing hard, and he was coming forward. You have, you have to really, you have to pay attention. No, you can't let that stuff kind of fool you because a lot of those punches were being blocked by uh, by David. So even though it was a close round, I gave that one to to David. Still, round number five, I gave to David. Um. I didn't think it was close. I thought David actually was coming, and David actually was coming forward more in that round. Um, Nasia doesn't do well going backwards. 
you can tell that was the first time in the fight that uh, Nasia was was going backwards. Uh, Dave was making him push back. Nasia, he still had a good jab as he was moving backwards. He still had a good jab, but nothing else. There was no other offense coming, really coming from coming from uh, Nasia as he was coming back. And then uh, in the last round, it was this was a sixth round fight. In the last round, I gave uh, I gave I gave it to to Brian Nasia. You know, I think he realized that he was down on the scorecards and was really, really trying hard to come forward and, and uh, you know, and and get that round to see if he could make it close or maybe he thought he was winning. Uh, the judges actually gave it to Brian Nasia by split decision. I don't know what the exact numbers were. I just heard heard the announcer say he got a split decision for Brian Nasia. But, uh, no, I thought, uh, I thought David Rogier won that one, so. Shout out to him. It was a great fight, though. It was a great fight. And uh, there you have it. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. Boxing, we got another hot boxing schedule for the next couple of weeks. I know there's some good fights coming up um, soon. Uh, I know Tank and Roley are coming up uh, very soon. I know uh, Haney and Cambosis are also, is, is also in a couple of weeks. Very excited for that. So, yeah, man, boxing. Boxing is very exciting now. It always was. Um, thank you for paying attention to the scorecard once again. Bring your scorecard in an explanation, not just simply your opinion. Follow Talk and Fight. Like, share, subscribe on YouTube and on the, and on the webpage too. Today's Sunday, 4 o'clock. We got the knockout of the week. Not sure what it's going to be yet. Make sure you stay tuned 4 o'clock on Sundays for that. And of course, every day at 4 my boy Mike War is uh, bringing you guys the the up and coming boxers from around the world, guys who you haven't heard of, and uh, or guys who you might have heard of, but uh, you know we give you some. Mike Mike takes his time to give more detailed explanations and does a little bit more research so we can get their backstory and really have a reason to follow them. So yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Scorecard, peace.